Hello, welcome to more of the Richard Herring podcast feed, powered by Acast Plus. Uh, hope you're enjoying all these tour podcasts. There is still a chance to catch some, though they're selling out very fast. Uh, we, in fact, Sheffield on the 7th of March sold out. Uh, but check the theatre website for returns. Uh, Monday, the 11th of March, Adam Buxton and Lemsis A in the Leicester Square Theatre sold out. But you can get tickets for the Warwick Arts Centre, where I'm talking to Lindsay Santoro and the Exploding Heads internet phenomenon, and at Bedford on the 21st, where I'm talking to Olaf Falafel and my old friend Al Murray. I'm at Glasgow uh, on the 27th of March, sold out, Susie McCabe and Fred McCauley, and then at Hull on the 28th of March with Tommy Cannon and Bob Morton. Uh, there are three tickets left as I talk to you so get there quick if you want to come and see that also this richardherring.com slash come and see me on tour doing stand-up for the first time in six years richardherring.com slash ballback coming lots of places around England and some places in Scotland uh, and that's about it for the moment all right sit back relax and enjoy rahalastapa Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who ran over 10 miles yesterday. It's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello. Hello, Leicester Square. Good to be back. You're much better than last week's audience. I've done done it wrong again. Uh, Welcome. Uh, Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square. Look at my... My pickle's falling out. Uh, welcome to Shades Leicester Square Theatre. Uh, I was talking to Barnaby the Bear the other day. Who remembers Barnaby? Who remembers Barnaby the... Oh, well, more than I thought, actually. I thought I'd, I thought I'd found an ideal one that no one... Barnaby the Bear's my name. Never call me Jack nor James. I will find my way to fame. Barnaby the Bear's my name. Remember him? He, he calls it realistic. But anyway, as Oh, good. No good if you remember it. Ruins it. I'm just being Peter Kay. Uh, so, uh, uh, hello. Hello, streaming people at home. Love to have you back with us. Thank you very much for coming along. And hello to our lovely audience. Uh, I did run 10 miles. I've lost a bit of weight. I, I, I wasn't going to show you, but I'm going to risk showing you. These are... Uh, that's, you know, the adverts they do. I think, I think this was when I was really fat about these jeans, to be fair, but... Got the point. There we go. Hello, welcome. I was just taking my trousers off. <laughs> Did you hear out on the street? Come on in, quick! 
Is that man taking his trousers off? It's good. Um, and uh, yes, look, what else have I got for you today? Um, uh, I should say, oh, look, I, this week, uh, last Friday, I recorded uh, the audio book to Would You Rather, which is my new book of emergency questions, which is out in October, with Stevie Martin, who's a previous guest on the show. And we did four hours of me asking her emergency questions. I'd say it's a touch too long, but it's to be, <laughs> by the last hour, you don't do four hours of it. We're getting a bit tetchy with each other, but it was very good, I thought. And it's not even the whole book. So do go, if you buy the book, buy the audio book as well. She's absolutely fantastic um, and uh, did a very good job putting up with my stupid questions. Uh, and uh, we are selling some books and DVDs in the, uh, in the lobby uh, today, but I will not be signing them because, um, uh, because I don't know if you've heard, I had cancer uh, this year, so <laughs> it means I don't have to do anything anymore. I don't want to do anymore. <laughs> do you want to sign? No, I had cancer. Uh, I'm, not allowed to, I'm not allowed to mix with you. Because I had, I had, I was had chemotherapy. I've had a terrible, I had chemo. So my immune systems really. Thank you for wearing masks, guys. <laughs> Look, I've never been fitter in my life. It's brilliant. <laughs> if you want to buy some stuff? Uh, there's some books and uh, DVDs. <laughs> DVDs. <laughs> Good luck with those. Uh, but uh, this is my. <laughs> This is my piece of stand-up for this week. Um, I was, uh, I've got my hair cut this week. You've noticed, of course, because I've got uh, Taskmaster next week. I want to look sexy for the Taskmaster. And so on Wednesday, actually. Champion of Champions. Very exciting. Uh, but I popped into Cafe Nero beforehand uh, in Hitchin, if you, if you want to go and look at it. Uh, it, was, it was a very slow-moving queue, right? And partly because the only people working there were two trainee baristas. Uh, who was training them? That's what I want to know. If there's no... You can't get two, two trainees to train each other. That's not going to work. Uh, but main, mainly because they were having some problems with their dishwasher and there was no clean plates in the whole of the Cafe Nero. The man at the front of the queue seemed very affronted by this inconvenience. He, he was going to buy a toasted sandwich, uh, but it wasn't going to be delivered on a plate, so he gave the toasted sandwich back. Because uh, he couldn't have it on a bag. You're not in Cafe Nero. We've come out of Cafe Nero. We expect a plate. He didn't have his sandwich. He did have some other stuff. He had quite a large order, so it was taking ages. He was buying uh, pastries and stuff. I was only three customers back, but I waited ten minutes. And this, I blamed the bolshy man rather than the polite staff who were doing their best. Finally, the man got all his stuff, though the pastries were in bags rather than plates, he was, and he was cross. I mean, it's a paper bag, not a kind of recyclable plate. I don't, I don't know. He got out a loyalty card. He didn't have one. He got his stamps. And, uh, and then he said, um, I want two extra stamps. To make up for the lack of plates. And, he was cr- and the, the, the barista kind of laughed at this, assuming it was a, you know, a ridiculous joke or just maybe scared of the aggression of this late middle-aged man who was doing it, who really loved eating off proper plates. And the man said, I'm serious. <laughs> he said it seriously as well, to really make it extra clear how serious he was. He said, there were no plates. So the trainee barista had no guidance on what to do in this certain since, since He gave the man two extra stamps to make this weirdness end. The indignant man had gained two ninths of a cup of coffee. <laughs> thus giving himself maybe a reduction of 50p on a future purchase, though he wouldn't need to buy seven more overpriced coffees to get there. <laughs> at a cost of about £25. I don't know if it was the victory he seemed to believe. He walked away proudly. He may have been the victim of a terrible injustice, but at least he'd held up everyone else and got his sweet reward. I guess when you're dining out like in an establishment like Cafe Nero and are trying to impress your wife of 40 years, you expect certain standards. And if 
If those standards aren't met, you require some satisfaction. Never mind if everyone else in the cafe thinks you're a cunt. You're a cunt with two more stamps that you, you should legally have. No one can take those away from you. So that's... Um... So, look, let me welcome this week's guest. I'd be interested to know whether he would get... I can't work out if he would be complaining about stamps on his Cafe Nero card. I might just talk to him about that for an hour. He is probably best known as Police Officer Panda in Peppa Pig. Pretty good, pretty good credit. That, that is a pretty strong credit. Will you please welcome David Mitchell, ladies and gentlemen. David Mitchell. Police Officer Panda. Here he is. Welcome. Welcome back. Hello. Lovely to see you again. Very nice to be back. Yes. Did we have these chairs last time? I don't think when you were last here we did. These are, they have been with us for a while. They're great. They're lovely, aren't they? Yeah, very comfy. We splashed out. Yeah. I have to take them back home with me every... We have to hire a van to take them back <laughs> to Hertfordshire at the end of... They let us keep us here for the run, but after that, out of here. Yeah, right. Uh, it costs about 150 quid every time we transport them back and forth. <laughs> so they've turned out to be very expensive chairs. <laughs> Well, I, I'm glad I've shown some appreciation. <laughs> yes. But yeah, nice this is, yeah. You were last here in, uh, yeah, I think the last recording was November 2015, the first time in October 2012. It seems unfeasible to me that it was six years ago that you were last here. Mm. But is that because we're older and we've both had young kids and, that's, and time just goes oomph? Or is, 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 is it... Yeah, I think it's that. It I, think, yeah. I think now I'm 40... I have to start... Yeah, 47. Right. I find it slightly difficult to remember my own age. Yes. Uh, and which in many ways is a blessing because <laughs> it, it depresses me when I do remember it. But I think when they say about... Obviously, I'm probably... Unless medical science goes really well, yeah. I'm probably more than halfway through my life. Yeah. Um, but it may feel like... I'm through 85% of it. <laughs> and that's... Because that they say that, don't they? That, that each year, it feels like the percentage well, of your life. So when you're two, a year is half of all time. Yes. And when you're 90, it's a 90th of all time. Yeah. And so it may be that now it's just, it's just going to be a blur now and th- then the grave. Yeah. And that's, that's if I don't die young, in which case it's just, you know... Well, let's hope, let's hope you don't. Let's start, yeah. let's start on a positive I note. hope I don't. Let's hope you don't. Yeah. So I'm 54 and I'm looking, I'd like to be 47. Do you think there's a film, you know they do those vice versa films where a 54-year-old man and a 47-year-old man who are basically quite similar and have almost the same life swap for a bit yeah. and go, yeah, it's not... It doesn't really make much of I'll go with yeah. the, I'd prefer to be 47 just for the yeah, extra. You're just you're waking up and go, oh, my back is just, it's, just, it's slightly better. <laughs> I just, yeah, this, this knee, actually, this, turns out this knee was already fucked then. <laughs> they haven't done that one. They've done nearly no. every other. I yeah. want them to do a vice versa film, and I don't know if this has ever been done, where the people, one of them much prefers what they've been changing because it's always like they both realise how actually their own life yes. is good and how lucky they are what if one of them just really I went back into the body of an 18 year old version of myself and went fuck it I'm not changing this is, <laughs> this is definitely better yes. and I'm well, not changing I, I have learnt that I was in all of my prejudices <laughs> I was right and this other person is just d- made deeply unhappy yeah and that, yeah. that'd be nice um, also there aren't enough sort of 
you know, uh, films where the thing that's impossible that happens to someone is quite slight. Yes, there it's are. always got to be something massive, hasn't it? You know, <laughs> just some, how about someone who's just can hover two inches above the ground? <laughs> Doesn't make much difference, but it's still impossible. <laughs> and you know, it's still worthy of note. If you had, um, I'm going to mainly just ask you hypothetical questions. Yeah. By the way, I'm in to... favour of the, the 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 guy in the cafe Nero. That's who what I was going to ask plate. you about. He's, he's, he's within. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's within his rights. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. There are no plates. The, the dishwashers. There's two trainee baristas. You've got. I'm to not take... blaming the trainee baristas. They've been put in an impossible position by the company. <laughs> They're the victims in this as much as the no plate man. But it doesn't mean that the note plate man isn't within his rights to go, this isn't fair, the, <laughs> the, the toasty's still massively overpriced. And, I, and you, what, you, you're going to put it on a bag? <laughs> I think you remind me of my own death by doing that. That's what he's saying. You know, I'm here in a cafe near us. It's a chain place. I'm having my lunch in a chain place. It's a mistake. I'm wasting a potential joyous meal here, and you're rubbing my nose in it by the fact that you can't even put it on a fucking plate. And he's trying to find, get some recompense. He's trying not to feel like a loser by asking for two extra stamps. I mean, what he's reduced to is a metaphor for everything that's going wrong in our society. <laughs> and so I feel tremendous uh, compassion and sympathy for him and for the trainee baristas okay. trying to train each other, trying to, <laughs> trying to invent coffee from scratch. But you see, I think the manager's going to come back at the end of the day, after having gone, sorry, I just left you to train yourselves, and look at the... This... This... Slightly too much ink on here. I've looked through their tills. There's a little bit too much ink yeah. on what have what have you done? <laughs> if I'd been the Brista trainee Brista, what I'd have done is I'd gone because he'd already held everyone up for a long time. Yeah. I'd have gone, all right, mate. I'll just go and wash you up a plate. I'm going to wash you. Go yeah. and wash you up a plate. I mean, that, and do it yeah. sarcastically, slowly, yeah. and waste 25p <laughs> of that man's time. <laughs> or they could have just washed up a plate, not. Sarcastically, <laughs> just helpfully, so that the person buying a sandwich gets to put it on a plate. I had a sandwich, and I and I just you delighted a, in I the had, bag. I had it in the bag. I thought that's quite useful. <laughs> Serves as a barrier between the table, and my food. <laughs> yeah, that's what's unique about bag. <laughs> isn't it? It's hard to tell the difference between the bag and the tuna melt that I had. It was. It's quite bag-like in itself. So they put it that, that can thing. be the problem with, with cheese, though. Yeah. It can merge with bag in a, in a way it, that it doesn't with plate. <laughs> so, there's a lot, I mean, you know, there's, some stuff's gone on since we last talked. There's things I want to talk to you yeah. about. I've got, some, I've got some emergency questions I wanted to start with. Um, how many cheese graters do you have in your house? David Mitchell, this is my measure of how successful someone has become in their lives. Do you know how many you've got? Two. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And it's, this it's, is how the other half live, kids. It's, it's quite a recent development, is it? actually. Um, uh, <laughs> yes, the, <laughs> we bought a second one. Um, but yeah, we had just a, a normal cheese grater, and yeah. then my wife said she'd like a cheese grater that had a sort of 
thing you could stick underneath it to catch all the grating so you don't just grate on a plate. Yeah. She said she'd always uh, wanted a cheese grater like that. And and she thought thought that we had been sufficiently wealthy to enjoy that luxury (laughs) for some time. Yeah. And it was perverse that we hadn't, uh, you know, availed ourselves of that. Yeah. Uh, so yes, uh, we finally did, and it, it's a better form of grater. But we haven't disposed of or given away yeah. the first grater. You could give that to grater someone with, with, them with, with could have used a bag. Yeah, could give it to someone with yeah. no graters. That you with sitting there with your two graters. I've I, got yeah. about six. Sorry, you... I've got about six graters. I reckon <laughs> over and all because we've got one of those. We've got like a bowl that you can yeah. put in, but we don't ever use it. With different graters, have you got different graters you can put? No, it's, this is just like a standard sort of different sorts of grating on the yeah. four sizes of it. Okay, but the, a it's tub a okay. can sort of wedge in to the bottom of it right. to catch a hundred percent of the gratings that would go on the inside. Right, and the outside obviously there could be a certain amount of spray. Sounds like a sounds like a plate is a better. It, it may be that a, plate. a regular grater with so a you're plate. very pro plate. <laughs> A bigger a plate that's bigger than yeah. the grater would catch all the stuff yes. inside the grater yeah. and the stuff that falls outside the grater. Yeah, but I think there's, there's... I don't know, I think there was something about the neatness of the tub that appealed to us. But yeah. now you say that, I'm, I'm worried it was a big mistake. Yeah. I think you'll regret it. I can understand why you yeah. rushed into it. Um, <laughs> do you think, David Mitchell, that... I haven't asked many people this question. Do you think the photo that will accompany your obituary has yet been taken... Or do you think? Do you think? Do you think it will come in the future? It's sort of a way of asking whether you think your most successful thing has already happened, or whether it might happen in the next act of your life. But also, um, you know, just be. I, I, I think it's already been taken. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think. I think so. See, I think with you. Yeah. I think you'll get quite a big obituary. Right. And I think they'll have more than one photo. So what I guarantee you. Yeah. Peep show. I'm guaranteeing you Peep Show. I would you, have thought Peep Show would be the photograph, yeah. That, not, I think, I yeah. think that would be one of the photos, but they'll go, someone in the newspaper office will go, no. <laughs> what about, would I lie to you? What about... His country and western album. <laughs> 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 what about... <laughs> we don't know. Yes, we don't know no, what exactly. comes Whatever in the future. I, you know. And you might do something, what about his murders? <laughs> The trouble is, the terrible thing is, that if I did a load of murders, it would somehow then become inappropriate to still use the photograph from Peep Show. Apparently, you can't be someone who did an enjoyable sitcom and then did a spree killing. You know what? We're we're insufficiently complex as an organism to appreciate that people are complicated. That's actually, I've contradicted myself. I've said we're insufficiently <laughs> complex to understand that people are complicated. Yeah. It's just our media. Our media isn't equal to the task of understanding the full, huge complexity and, and different moods that make up a human being that could allow them in one moment to do a funny joke <laughs> and in another moment to do a terrible crime. <laughs> well, I hope that, I hope, I hope you will do some crimes or, some, or something else. In the next 20 or 30 years. Because it could be, you know, it's sort of weird. Sometimes it's someone's very old when they die and they get a very young photo with them and that seems weird. And sometimes, they're, but then they're, they're old and they don't get young. You'll get two. You might get three photos. I think The Guardian, if it still exists, if, the, mm-hmm. if a broadsheet paper still exists, complete page for David Mitchell. Oh, well, thank you very much. I think that's... In a terrible... I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing yeah. it. Yeah. But... 
that's not... I once dreamt about my own funeral. Did you? Yeah. My grandfather turned up in shorts. <laughs> I, I, I remember thinking... I remember I'm watching my own funeral, as it were, from an afterlife, but actually that felt like maybe a hayloft. <laughs> uh, the, the afterlife is a sort of uncomfortable place from which you can peer down onto people, yeah. is what it felt in the dream. Uh, and my grandfather turned up... It, I can't remember at the time I had the dream whether he was still alive or not. Um, it's not really relevant. But he wore shorts and I thought, that's disrespectful. <laughs> I had a dream last night that me and my wife were going to like a, an orgy, like a swingers party. Uh, and I was quite excited about it. But when we got there, my wife went in and started having sex and said I wasn't allowed to come in. <laughs> and I wasn't allowed to even watch. And I think... And then she went inside, and when she came out, she'd become a lesbian and left me. <laughs> don't know, I don't know where this has come from. Um, but it's bad when you're in your own dream. You know, like that's a, that's yeah. just an opportunity in your dreamscape to have, oh, I've got a little opportunity, and my wife's there, and she's agreed to it in the dream, this is all yeah. fine. Even in my dream, I was shut down. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange word, though, dream, in that world. Yeah. Because, because dreams are, in fact... Uh, hallucinations <laughs> over which we have no control. Yes. And, you know, a nightmare is a dream, yeah. isn't it? So your, your dream thing, your nightmare thing, is a subset of your dream thing. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I'm living in my dream house. Yeah, there are skulls all over the walls, <laughs> and, it, you know, and, and they're all being sick. Because it turns out the type of dream thing it is, is a nightmare. <laughs> That's what, that would be the thing. If the genie, if you've got the wishes, you say, oh, I want my dream home. He'd take your, the home from your nightmare, yeah. wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Asshole. Yeah. Always looking to catch you out. <laughs> he is. T- terms and conditions, <laughs> genies. <laughs> now, last time you were on, and this is how long ago it was, um, you were just about... We hadn't yet started doing Upstart... It hadn't been on any Upstart Crow oh, right, by yeah. Ben Elton, and I asked you, is it shit? <laughs> and you said... <laughs> you said you were going to do your very best to make it not be shit. Do yeah. you remember that? I, I, that's the sort of thing I would have said. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want it to be shit, yeah. so I and yeah. it wasn't shit, David. Oh, thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> Do you want to put that on the poster? <laughs> <laughs> it was very good. So you were correct to yeah. have the faith in it that I, you know, I didn't. I admit I didn't yeah. have the faith at that moment, and you yeah. proved me wrong. Well, thank you very much for um, for admitting that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot your wrongness because i would have been enjoying the gloating <laughs> well i just yeah. asked the question i didn't say i think it will be shit yeah. but i was thinking that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been very successful and mm. but you did a live version of it that mm. started in uh, february 2020 we did yes that was yeah. quite poor timing yes yes i was, uh, it, was we, it was going <laughs> it was going really well yeah. i was so worried about doing a, a show in the west end i'd never done it before i was excited but i thought there's all loads of things that could go wrong and i that i was worried about i was worried about obviously bad reviews i was worried about not being able to remember all my lines or suddenly drying my lines i was worried about my knees becoming very painful because it was all on a rake and i was warned that if you act on a rake you know you have to do all sorts of exercises and i didn't i was worried about my back because there was a bit where i had to lift some you know i was worried about all those things and none of those worries were realized <laughs> none of those things went wrong we got nice reviews the ticket sales were good my knees were fine my back was fine what i had forgotten to worry about <laughs> is the entire west end closing down because of a pandemic for the first time since the 17th century <laughs> 
And so that, by failing to worry about that, <laughs> I didn't head it off at the pass, and that happened. Yeah. Yeah. That was a shame. Yeah, I, that's, that's what I, I would say. I was, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Are yeah. you... Is there any plans to, to revive it, or is it... Is it, is it... We, we are hoping to put yeah. it on next year right. as a sort of... As a kind of a run, a closure run, as it were, to, to, to do... Because it was... We'd done the difficult bit. People, it, we'd rehearsed it. We'd done the rewrites. We'd done... You know, it, it was good. And we knew how to do it. And then we, we go, now we just have to do it lots of times and all our friends can now come because we're not worried it's shit. It's good. They can enjoy it. We can go out for dinner afterwards. We didn't get that bit. <laughs> so we want to have that bit next year. Yeah. But obviously now we've got to entirely rehearse it again because we've <laughs> totally forgotten it. And what if by being two and a bit years older, we, we can't do it anymore? Yeah, what and about your knees and your back? Well, exactly. They've not got any better. No. I, I didn't... <laughs> I, it wasn't great for my knees and back, no. the, the lockdown, because I didn't use them properly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, did, did, was the... Because you're... You were working very, very hard. It was always hard to... Part of the reason you haven't been on for six years is because you've been constantly working for six years on proper jobs. You know, you can't come out and do this. <laughs> and um, how was that suddenly enforced? I know you would still be writing, presumably, and doing your columns, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but... a, bit, a bit of columns. But no, what I didn't do is write any... You know, I didn't think, oh, this is a great time to write a novel or screenplay or any of the things that you tell yourself you're not writing because you don't have time. Yeah. I was made to realise, no, I'm, I'm not writing them because I don't have the talent or focus <laughs> or ideas. <laughs> so you're sort of brought face-to-face -face with your own creative limitations, yeah. um, I, which I thought that was... It seemed like that was adding insult to injury for yeah. fate. Um, so, yeah, I... I uh, what did you do instead? During uh, that, I don't you? really know what, where the time went. I checked the BBC News website a lot. <laughs> um, I was lured in by all of the more and more frightening stories about how terrible everything was. Uh, and then I would, you know, you sort of get into a, 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 a like a spiral of thinking, oh, that's worried me, that's worried. And you start looking for stories um, that, would worry, that will worry you less, that will make you think it'll be okay and things will go back to normal. Uh, and they're not there because that's not how they get click through. They get click through by saying, you know, maybe everyone will die. And then, you know, then they say probably everyone won't die, but, you know, maybe. Um, and, they, you, know, they, you know, this today, one of the, the circulation of scientists who go on the Today programme has, has said to worry in this way. And then tomorrow now worry in that way. So, yeah, that. Yeah. I did a lot of that. Yeah. So it's good to be, good to be out of the house again. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, very much so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, well, also, uh, we, I did have Robert on the, on the podcast during lockdown when I was... Um, but, obviously, you were, you, record, you were filming the second series of Back and, um, and then very near to the end, right? The, Robert yeah, we, we had several still. goes at filming it yeah. because um, when we started, uh, Rob had the, a, heart, a very, very serious heart condition picked up in the insurance medical. Yes. Uh, but you never think, when they make you do medicals for TV shows and you think they just don't check anything, but this guy, was, he, he saved Rob's life probably. Um, and, uh, and so he had to have open heart surgery two weeks later. So, that, so we stopped filming and then started again when he'd recovered from the operation, which all went brilliantly and he, you know, it was, you know, it's miraculous really. Um, but anyway, we then started filming again in March 2020. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I thought the annoying thing was that I'd have to do filming in the daytimes with the play in the evenings. Very soon, I didn't have to do either. Um, and then, uh, and then, so that closed down again. And then we did, we finished it off. And this script had been written, sort of for the for like the previous era. It, and then we were filming it in in a, a vast soundstage at Pinewood, so because that's how they could get the insurance that our set was like a tiny blip in the middle of this hangar. Right. And everyone had like huge, you know, the cast went through this, this route and the makeup went that way, and, you know, and you, you, everyone, it, whenever there was a two shot, you had to hold up screens in front of your face. Right. And, and then they'd shoot it twice and sort of splice together the footage. Right. So it was odd. It was a very <laughs> sort of medicalised environment for trying to do jokes in a pub. Yes. You know, at a time when you thought, I wonder if we'll ever go to a pub again. Maybe, you know. Um, so, yeah. And, well, you know, your double act partner being so ill and nearly dying must be mixed feelings. Yes, I was very worried about it, yeah. you know. Um, but, but actually... <laughs> um, and, and uh, I, I, in all honesty, I thought, if only it could have been me. <laughs> I didn't think. <laughs> um, uh, but I, it was. It, it, I'm very good at sticking my head in the sand about things. And they, and they said, no, they're going to do this operation, which you know usually goes okay. So I just heard the word "usually" as definitely. <laughs> okay. And so it has proved. So yes. I was right not to contemplate anything troubling. <laughs> very good. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you another emergency question. It's going to be mainly emergency questions. Yeah. That's all right. 
Um, I, I think this one will be an interesting one for, for you. I haven't asked this for a little while. Um, if all the museums and art galleries in the world got together and we said we love David Mitchell's work and as a reward we want to give him one item from any museum or art gallery in the world that's his to keep, which uh, painting or art, historical artefact or whatever you would like from a museum or art gallery would you choose to accept as a gift? Can I get something from the cafe? Yes. Um, um, uh, I, yes, I don't know. I'm, I don't... Uh, that, I, I don't know whether I... Uh, in gen, I Okay, I, I do fancy something, actually. Yep. Now, I was yep. thinking, in general, I don't care about stuff yep. uh, in that way. I, you know, I, would, I like mugs and the gift. Yep. We were discussing earlier how it would be nice if you got a free mug for doing this. <laughs> yes. So maybe next time I will. So we'll I, I, like, do I often buy a mug or a Christmas decoration in the gift shop of, okay. a, um, of, a, uh, of a museum, but that's no... I wouldn't... I... So that I can have anything. Yeah. I think that wonky helmet from Sutton Who. Yes. I think that would be good. Not, you're not the yeah. first to say that, but I... That, oh, really? That, well, that's also one of... Definitely up there with one, one of mine, yeah. Yeah. It is, that would be good. Would you wear it around the house, or just... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, now you say that, I realise I would wear it around the house. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually it would sort of abrade my head and the rust would get in and I'd die of tetanus. And that would be a fitting end for the person that had deprived the nation of the, the brilliant helmet from Sutton Hoo. Yeah, it's good. When we were discussing mugs backstage, you and I agreed that most mugs aren't big enough. Yeah. I think that's really true. There's a, the, and, a lot, and a lot of those mugs you get in... Uh, the museums and things are mu- very small mugs. Mm. It, it, it spoils a museum trip if you're thinking at the end of this, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy myself a mug. Yeah. And the mugs are either a bit too small or they're sort of too posh. Yes. They're sort of like bone china. And you sort of think, I, I, can't, I can't have a normal tea out of that. That's for if the queen comes. <laughs> uh, and so it, it ruins it. And so you just want to be able to have a nice normal mug. And also you want to be, uh, be able to buy a Christmas decoration that's themed around the museum, but doesn't just have the name of it written on it. <laughs> it's not very Christmassy, is it? A bauble with National Portrait Gallery written on it. Because that's not actually a Christmassy thing. <laughs> but if you've, they've got like a couple of their more Christmassy portraits on a bauble, yeah. that's nice. That is nice. Like, I've never thought of buying Christmas decorations at a museum. Well, I've tried, to buy, I've tried to buy Christmas decorations <laughs> on holiday in Sorrento okay. as a nice memory of Sorrento. But in Sorrento, all of the Christmas decorations you can buy have got Sorrento written <laughs> on it, which is very, very un-Christmassy because it's where I go on my summer holiday. So, or I used to before the end times. Yeah. Now I go to Cornwall. <clears throat> Why do you want a Christmas tree full of all the... It's like a memory of all the places you've been in your life. Is that a nice thing to do at Christmas? I, suppose I, I like everything on a Christmas tree to have a bit of a story. Right, a bit okay. of a, a, you know, rather than just getting 17 you know, different coloured baubles yeah. from Argos. Yeah. You sort of go, no, that was that trip to the British Museum. That was, that was you know, the holiday to St Moore's or whatever, you know. I just nice. picture you as a very old man crying at your Christmas <laughs> as you look at all the, the lost and forgotten times. Maybe you could put your second grater up there. <laughs> remember, you remember the times you were grating probably primarily cheese? Even though there's four sides, you don't really use much. You only really use the one side, maybe this, the small one for Parmesan, right? Yeah. No, there's two a, sides One of the little side. bits on the side for, for the zest oh, of a lemon or lime. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all. 
But, we've yeah. got a separate one of those, so actually, I think I've got six. I think we've got. I think we've got. I think got six graters. I think. All right. no, I think so that means you can zest a lemon at the same time as someone's grating a palm. I definitely can. Yeah. yeah. A specific thing for the job. Mm. Um, Victoria, your wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, my research is good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is on the new series of Taskmaster. You yeah. are one of the names that comes up a lot uh, when people are saying who they would like to be on Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. Would you like to be on Taskmaster? Uh, well, I think you can you can infer whether <laughs> I would from the fact from what's happened. Can't you? I mean, I, I, I think I wouldn't like to really. Be on ta- well, I, well, I've been asked of to go on Taskmaster and said that. no thanks. Okay, because I think it's a very good show. I, I really, it's very funny, but I don't, I don't want to be <laughs> on it. I, I, I've, I, my feeling is, and you were brilliant on it, and you won. I did, but um, but I think I'd be I think I'd be shit, yeah. but not in a funny way. <laughs> I think I think the thing is I, I I think the fact that it's like I think the fact that people say oh, you should be on it that is that people think maybe I'd be quite a good sport about it. Yeah, and I don't think that people thinking that will increase if I'm on it. <laughs> so it's like it's like I've never I I've been asked on. Uh, you know, um, celebrity mastermind, because yeah. people think I might be quite good at that. So why would I go on it then? <laughs> that's, that's, I've, I've got all you can do if you go on it is achieve a situation where people think you'd be good on it yeah. because you've been good on it. I'm in that situation already. All I can do is ruin it by going on it and turning out to be considerably more ignorant than people expect. <laughs> And Victoria being on it hasn't made to change your mind? Did she no, have a, did not she have a really. Nice time? She did have a nice time, yeah. but she really likes games and challenges and puzzles. And, and I find puzzles puzzling. Yeah. And I, th- I think if, if I'm not immediately, if, if, uh, if it's not immediately sort of opening up to me a puzzle, I, I'm, I start getting cross and thinking, what are you saying I'm stupid? <laughs> puzzle. I, hate, I hated. Um, that's why you be- imagine you going on and just doing that. To, uh, it's good. You saying I'm stupid, getting angry. Yeah, well, you're amazing. Yeah. Anger is the you know the the yeah. thing that people remember is Daisy May Cooper absolutely losing her shit with me because I couldn't recognise the hippo that she'd drawn, which was, which was not did not look like a hippo, and she's so furious with me. I'm absolutely still scared. She, I've asked her on this show and she hasn't come on, so I don't know if she's still angry about it. <laughs> but I think that would be fun. What about uh, Robert is doing Strictly Come Dancing? Mm. Yes. Do you fancy having a crack on that? No, I'd much rather do Taskmaster. <laughs> uh, um, no, because they, they have to dance endlessly. They do. Not that keen on puzzles, but they're preferable to dancing. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, th- yeah, they, I mean, it's, it's not like... you. If it was like, okay, you have a bit of a couple of hours practice on a, on a Thursday, then the, the studio rehearsal on a Friday, and then on the Saturday, and they say, well done, <laughs> then maybe. But instead, it's rehearsing, rehearsing all day, every day, for the whole week, and then they say, that was a bit shit. <laughs> um, so, no, I think it would be, yeah, too, too exhausting. And okay. also, that the, I have the aforementioned knee and back issues, yeah. so, you know. You know, Bill Bailey went on to win, didn't he? It could could be your year. Do you think Robert's going to do well on it? Yeah, yeah. No, he can dance. Yeah, he won the, uh, you know, the Let's Dance for Comic Relief and stuff. And so, you know, he's he's a, he's he likes dance. Do you ever rewatch him dressed up as that lady dancing around? Uh, 
It's a bit dis... Uh, do, do I, I, are you, I tell you the Russell... Well, in, a, in a saucy way? Russell Kane dressed... I can't remember what he yeah. did, but I remember when Russell Kane did his dance, it gave me some very confused feeling. <laughs> he was dressed... He was definitely dressed as a lady. Right, yeah. Um, Robert wasn't, uh, wasn't attractive as a lady. I didn't find him. So no. I, I thought he was funny. Yeah. I thought he did a funny dance. He was funny. But, um... Yeah, I don't. I don't rewatch it very often. No, but, yeah. my mum and dad like it. Well, yeah, yeah. You want to impress them? Yeah. <laughs> my mum's impressed that you named your daughter after her. So you know that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to impress her much more. You apparently own two CDs. Is that still the case? No, no. I own more I than more. I own. I don't think I ever just own two. I think okay. that was, I think I. I've only bought two oh, okay. albums for myself, for, you know... No, for myself. Mm-hmm. And one of them actually was on a tape, anyway. Uh, and, then, and then a CD. I okay. bought But Seriously by Phil Collins on yeah. a tape in WH Smith in Corn Market in Oxford in whenever it came out. Yeah, when it I mean, was once number you've one. got that, not really any point well, having any other I thought <laughs> You've kind of got the music, haven't you? You've got music I sorted thought, out. I thought I should b- buy some music because I was a teenager and I went into W.A. Smith's <laughs> and it was number one. And so that's the one I bought and I listened to it several times. Yeah. And it's okay, I suppose. <laughs> and then later I bought uh, Susan Boyle's album um, <laughs> in... In order to write a column about okay. it, okay, it was so. some. That was some time later. It wasn't yeah. the same day. I thought. Uh, no, no, that was yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. Um, a few decades. Yeah, later. I was a teenager in the first instance, and I was a, a columnist in the second. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I don't really like music either, and I don't really. I yeah. still have more. I've bought more than two albums. Yeah. I've bought them as like presents for people. Yeah. And uh, and and people have occasionally given me so that there are more than two in my possession. Yeah. But it's not going to get any iron now, though, is it? No, it's, apparently it's a defunct medium. It is. Yeah. They've seen through us. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, let's, uh, I'm going to ask you some emerged questions yeah. from the new book. Oh. These, are, these are in the Would You Rather format. The book is called Would You Rather. Mm. Um, we, can, we can plug your book as well. Uh, this is a Christmas one to start on. Would you rather eat a full Christmas dinner for every meal every day or eat a medium-sized Easter egg every two hours for the rest of your life. <laughs> and let me ratify some stuff for you before you... You'd, you would um, have to finish the Christmas dinner each time. The amount of food on each plate would be ratified by an independent Christmas dinner expert <laughs> to be an average Christmas dinner size. Now, we they can argue about what that might be. And they'd also determine what items were in the dinner. Uh, you'd still have to eat the Easter eggs at night time, so you'd have to set your alarm to go off every two hours. <laughs> you would not be required to eat the sweets that come with the Easter egg, only the egg itself, but you could eat the sweets if you were hungry. <laughs> 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 or just fancied them. Uh, you would be allowed to eat other food if you wish. You wouldn't, you, so you could have any other food in, in <laughs> alongside either of these scenarios. Well, or just in, I think in the Christmas dinner one, you can only eat Christmas dinner, and the Easter egg one, you're allowed to supplement your <laughs> diet with other food if you feel that just eat Sorry, Easter eggs. You can't have other. You can't have breakfast or breakfast or, or is a it's breakfast Christmas dinner, dinner. I say that's like a lunch dinner. Christmas dinner, eat. breakfast, Christmas dinner, lunch, Christmas dinner, dinner. But I thought it was one every day. No, it's three. Is it for each meal? Each meal. Sorry, three times a day. Yeah. <laughs> For each meal. And can you skip a meal? No. 
Obviously right? not. Because I don't the usually have breakfast now, but in this scenario where I would have to have breakfast... Yeah. Or an Easter egg, what, yeah. a medium-sized and I, Easter egg. And how, a medium-sized Easter egg, how, many, how often? Uh, every two hours, so it's not the night. you know... The whole you, thing, every two hours. Yeah, so not the sweets, but I'm, so I'm talking about the £2.49 size. That, yeah, that size. Not the 99p's yeah, up yeah. there, but not the massive yeah. ones, that'd be crazy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's not an attractive life choice either way. But I think I'd go Christmas dinner. Yeah. Three. I love Christmas dinner. And it's quite a... Because of all the trimmings, yeah. in a sense, it's because you could probably vary it. Couldn't, I'm not saying that I would be permitted not <laughs> to have all the trimmings at every meal, but you could change the amounts of different trimmings in order to sort of vary. Whereas with the Easter egg, that is one substance yeah. that you're endlessly consuming. Where, so I'd go for Christmas dinner because it is a range of substances. Yeah, I think I could eat. I think. I mean, I like chocolate. I've had I like chocolate so much. I've I gave up eating it. I've just start. I gave it for two years. I've just started trying to reintroduce it into my diet, but it's a risk. Right. It's a danger because if I had a Kit Kat for just as a snack today, it's not many calories. But you eat one and then you go, oh, just now I've had that. I would quite like to eat all the chocolate in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or at least say, another Kit Kat. I don't. F- I feel like that about um, what, the sausage- what are they called? Sausages wrapped in bacon is the name for them. The old yeah. sausages wrapped in bacon, pigs in blankets. But that's it, pigs in blankets. That I, I feel I could eat a sort of endless quantity of. I feel I could be a competition-winning yeah. consumer of those t- two differently prepared forms of pork yeah. brought together. <laughs> um, but I've never felt like that about chocolate. I, in fact, when I was little, I, when you, you, I used to get not as many Easter eggs as people get now, but I would get probably three quite large Easter eggs every Easter. Yeah. And I was aware that it was a thing, uh, you know, good for a child to have lots of chocolate. That's what you want. So I would attempt to save it. Yeah. And, and it would go sort of white and stale before <laughs> I'd eaten it. Because I thought, well, no, because I didn't like the chocolate enough to forego the feeling of wealth. Right. Of owning it. So I was, I was essentially a chocolate miser. Um, but I think we might have found our vice versa film. <laughs> I think we may have found it. Because I would literally, every Easter egg I had before breakfast. <laughs> and be sick. <laughs> and I would hate any kid who had any Easter egg left like a day after Easter. No, I had kept them for like <laughs> months and then I said, I might have a bit now and then it would be all the taste of the cardboard oh, and had gone all sort of white but You on see, the we would both learn a lesson about the other side. Yeah. You'd be sick immediately and go, oh, this isn't good either. And I'd go, oh, this chocolate's all gone white. This isn't good. <laughs> yeah. Neither one is, we're both idiots. <laughs> Maybe we could both yeah. be one person who keeps their Easter eggs a reasonable amount of time and eats yeah. a reasonable amount each day. Yeah, that, that would be a great climate. <laughs> We worked it out. Would you rather have an extra thumb on each hand or be able to shoot poo out of your bum like a cannon? <laughs> and again, there's, there is some stuff to say about this before we go on. <laughs> the thumbs would be on opposite sides of your hands to your original thumbs. Okay. Uh, give you all kinds of advantages. I mean, you could hold on to something and still have a thumb to manipulate stuff mm. with. I've actually seen... The reason I came up with this is I saw you can buy a mechanical... This is true. You can buy a mechanical extra thumb to attach... <laughs> to uh, your other side of your hand, which you operate with your feet. 
That's what it says here. I, I can't. In order to seem sexy. I can't remember. I've I've written that, but I can't remember that detail as I watched it. So I'm sure that's true. Um, uh, That these ones would be actual thumbs, so they are. They wouldn't be. You wouldn't need to use your feet to pump them up, which I'm guessing is what happens. Uh, You could. I I suggest you could hitchhike in two different directions at once with the same hand. Which you can do already with it. With your two hands. You, uh, you wouldn't be able to cause any destruction with a poo cannon, but if someone was hit with the poo, they would get poo on them. It would also just be sort of fun as a sort of scatological fireworks show or a tribute at a funeral. <laughs> but it would require you... I did t- talk to Stevie about this on my audio book for quite a long time. It would require you obviously taking down your pants and trousers yeah. to, to shoot the cannon which she felt was a step too far. She went for the thumbs for that reason. Well, that, that would be, that's the thing that I would find embarrassing, Yeah, is the moment when I'm taking my trousers and pants down before people realise yeah. the <laughs> amazing justification for this action. That yeah. is about, you know, they're thinking, hang on, what's that? But, and then, obviously, they go, wow, of course, I'm so sorry, I doubted you. I thought you were just a, a pervert, but in fact, you're a, an amazing shitter. Um, so I would find that an embarrassing moment and then so there's a risk that I would never use my superpower because I'd be too embarrassed to take my trousers and pants down in public. Could you have like a sort of tabard or something that hung down the back with just a hole in there? There's some people who are meant to just have sex through, some their religion only have sex through a sheet, right? There's a hole in a sheet. You could have a similar thing with a a sort of long... Sort of Velcro... um, Like a Velcro tailcoat thing. Yeah. And it's just got a hole in it that you shoot through. It rem- I, um, when I had my balls scanned before yeah. the whole thing began, I, I was very blasé about it because the doctor basically told me I was... He said, I, it's, the good news is I don't think this is cancer, but we're going to send you in anyway. So I went in to get my balls scanned. And obviously it's kind of... You, you meet someone in a thing and you've got to take your trousers down. Mm. And they, go, they went through quite a palaver. And they gave me a, a gown to wear so I could take off my trousers and pants underneath the gown and then they gave me some paper towels and told me to put those so I could uh, put my penis <laughs> and hold them and so, I, I, so the penis was out of the way as well but right. to hold a sort of modesty thing so they wouldn't see my penis and hold my penis uh, uh, sort of on my tummy with these paper towels right. then they just put a load of jello over my balls and scan <laughs> and scan it just seemed so hilarious to me they'd gone through the, it was such a rigmarole to kind of give you dignity. And it's just <laughs> like a supermarket scanner. <laughs> it went on for a long time because, as it turned, I was just like, "Yeah, I know it's not. I know it's nothing to worry about." It went on for ages. Right. It's taken a long time. Like, yeah. And do they have to get gel sort of all over the surface? <laughs> I think that, yeah, yeah, I think so. Is that yeah? Yeah, there's a lot, yeah. there was a lot of gel there. Yeah. No, I, I think. I mean, is the research being done so that they can scan balls through trousers? Because that would save all that. It would. It? If, if, the scan, if the scanner can get through a whole ball yeah. to see what's going, <laughs> going on mid-ball, yeah. then surely it can't be beyond the wit of man that it can cope with a few millimetres of chino first. I guess people could just smuggle the false testicles... Well, wh- they why, need- <laughs> why would it be their interest to do that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> if, they, if they were worried there was something wrong and they wanted to appear healthy... Well, they we need, to check, they we to- need to check that these are your balls we're scanning. <laughs> and the only way of doing that is seeing if you look embarrassed when we gel them up. 
It could be. Well, I was really surprised they took... They, there were four people took my name, address and birth, date of birth on the way into this thing. I was going, what, are there people trying to get in? <laughs> Is there a lot of people just trying to get in to get their balls scared? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it, but there probably are. There was a woman watching in the corner. I thought, yeah. I mean, they, she said she was a nurse or something, but they probably charged charge people to come and have a look. He's holding up his cock. Can't see that. Maybe so, that's the way, you know, we can fund healthcare. Yeah. Is you find, you use the internet to find the people who are specifically in to watching that particular procedure yeah. and, and they end up funding it. Because, yeah. you know, that's what we've discovered with the internet. You know, it's like there's the cannibal who gets in touch with the person that wants to be eaten yeah. and that, that all works out. So there must be probably people that, that what they really want more than anything is to watch colonoscopies. Yeah. And so you go, well, there we go. There's your funding solution, you know. It didn't work out very well, the, the cannibal eating. You know, the, the guy who they got in touch with each other yes. and he wanted to be eaten. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. They, they first of all cut off his penis, funnily enough, uh, to funnily enough, as we were just mentioning penises. I'm not saying it's funny to have your penis cut off. Don't take me out of context, Twitter. Uh, and uh, it's not funny at all. But they took it out and they, they were going to eat that together before... <laughs> Right, and they cooked it up, but it was a bit too tough to eat. So uh, they imagine being the bloke who's big, going, "Oh, this is great! This is it! It's all going well! This is what I wanted! I wanted to get my cock eaten and eat my own cock with a stranger." That's oh, no, so we did. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work out so well. Then he was no, no. Then he but I think my system for funding procedures by shoot. Purely from interested spectators, yeah. is not as as much open to to failure as no. the obviously. It's just, the one, it's, it's just one shot in it because you can't even go. Yeah, we exactly. try again, just a different cooking method. No, that is the problem <laughs> with ruined. the removal and cooking of penis. <laughs> yeah, it's just you, you know. Just think carefully about it. Right, I'll ask you another moment. It's gone dark, hasn't it? It's gone into a dark territory. Yeah. Would you rather have real life VAR, which is I know you don't like sport, but it's the controversial referee, assisted referee, right? Uh, and used in football matches where they can replay the game and see what's happened. Uh, so you could play back any argument or incident um, and find out exactly what was said and who was in the right and who was in the wrong <laughs> with an independent arbitrator making each decision. It might be the same guy who does the Christmas dinner. Uh. <laughs> or only be able to earn a living as a lookalike of someone famous. Um, although you'd be allowed to style your hair and wear appropriate clothes, you would not be able to change your face or, or to look like a famous person. You'd have to have your own face. You would have to choose the famous person you think you most resemble and then, <laughs> and then only be employable as their lookalike. You can't change your initial decision, even if in later years you start to resemble someone else or if you are much too old to be the person you chose. And you can't seek remuneration <laughs> in any other way. No, that's, that's how you have, to, you, you have to earn your living. No other money is allowed. You can't just top it up with temping or bar work. You've got to know I have to continue to try and be a lookalike yeah. for... So who, you know, would you be the, who would you be the lookalike of? I don't know. I, um, it's hard, actually, isn't it? I'm confused by this one as well, because the video referee, that's like a super... That's a good thing, yeah. isn't it? And the other thing is a bad thing. <laughs> Whereas usually it's either they're both bad, like you can only eat one thing, but yeah. differently bad, or they're yeah. both good, as in, you know, but this is one's good and can't one's bad. Be gold. They can't all be gold, well, these I'm questions. Supposed... 
it's hard, it's hard coming up with yeah, hundreds. Because with a video referee, you could just not use it. Yeah. So I've got my current life. Oh, I think with, if you had it, you would have to use it. So what, if there was any... All constantly? If, if there was any... If you have an argument with your wife, which I don't yeah. know if you ever do, I do it constantly. Why do you argue with my wife? <laughs> <laughs> I would like, but I, you know, when you're arguing, especially when you're tired, when you've got kids and yeah. you, you can't remember, you've both had no sleep and you're annoyed already and then you get annoyed about something and then you can't quite remember why the argument started yeah. and then your wife says, and you said this, and you go, I didn't say that. <laughs> I never said anything like that. Yeah. It would be nice to, and I could go, VAR, and we could go back in. But, you, but you have to. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, and every what time constitutes says, an argument then? Would, would it well, not get to the point where, where an exchange of remarks that's just a little bit tense but not <laughs> not overtly confrontational I, I think one of you would have to call for it but if you know you wouldn't have control if the other person or anyone you were with called for var right then they could do it so then it's yeah so it's that's not still hugely preferable to having so? to earn your living as a lookalike or something because i don't think if you really look like someone who would get would do well, well. Do, i mean you tell me do um, i look like if you look like the queen jeanette charles made a living out of looking like the yeah queen. but i don't look like the queen <laughs> Who, I mean, I don't know. Who do Beyonce, I... you could look like. Yeah, I don't look like Beyonce. It is. Most of them are not. I look like Charlie Borman. I don't know how much. The, yeah. The, he's actually only got one testicle as well. Oh, right. Yeah. So, yeah. so if people said, yeah. hold on. Yeah. I only, I only <laughs> vaguely know what he looks like. But, but, like but so now, yeah. Well, the only problem is he's about six foot three. Right. But apart from that, we're identical. Right. Well, that could, that could easily, yeah, you know, that could be got. In fact, that makes you potentially more practical booking than him, yeah. because you know you can you're less likely to bang your yeah. head on things. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't think I look, look like I'm like anyone. Phil Do Collins. I look like Phil Collins? <laughs> I don't. Sorry. I am. Really I'm not enough. sure. Well, I'm familiar with one of his albums. <laughs> I'm not sure I can, I'm, but I'm not a, he's a drummer, isn't he? Yeah. I, I'm well, not he's a drummer. sadly, he can't drum anymore. He's, oh, well, I'd be, I'd be closer to being able to impersonate him. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's I, still touring, but they're doing a tour, they're doing a final tour with Genesis, and he's going to sing, but he's, uh, he's, his son's going to, I don't know why I'm laughing, it's not funny, his son's going to do the, dr- the drumming for him. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, that, that's... So, you know, you could... Maybe, do Maybe I could. Be, does his son count as a celebrity? Do I look like him? No. Not really. You don't really look like anyone. It's not a very good one for you. For you. Yeah. It's, it's gone. It's not good. They've not worked. They've not worked. The emergency questions have not worked. Yeah. First, I'm going am to, have to go I, back. Am to... I letting you down? No, I've, I've, I feel I've let you down by asking okay. you a, a that tough feels question. passive aggressive. I have a very. You know, like like many performers, I'm very you know I'm very fragile yes. self-esteem. So yeah. you know, I, no, yeah. you're doing you're doing fine. I feel I feel I let fine. Everyone down. I'm going to read negativity into I fine. Feel, I feel <laughs> I feel I let everyone. It's all good. Um, yeah. We had Bob Mortimer on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, see, this is that's making me feel even worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I bet that was fun. It was really good fun. All sorts of crazy <laughs> things he'll be saying to the amusement of all. <laughs> he's um, very good. On would I lie to you? He's a, 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 probably the, the probably better than me. Isn't <laughs> no. it? I think guess probably the best. Oh God! <laughs> <sighs> now, hey, the thing I want to say to you about would I lie to you is I'd forgotten this. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. The first series is on Amazon Prime. 
Is it? Yeah, and I was very surprised by the first series. Do you know why, David what, Mitchell? Why? Because Rob Brydon is not the host of Would I Lie to You when it started, and I'd completely forgotten yeah, that. Do you, not, do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, in fact, he, he's a guest on Would a, I Lie to You. He's, yeah, he's not a host for the first two series. Wow. Yeah. He came on series three. He was a guest on series two, yeah. I think. And he thought he'd done very... He was supposed to come back as a guest again, and he cancelled because he thought he'd done really badly. Because, as I say, performers have very fragile <laughs> self-esteem. And, you know. But he hadn't done badly, and then they made him the host of it. It's amazing. Yeah. Did anyone else remember that? Does anyone else remember yeah. Angus Deaton? It was Angus Deaton, but I'd, yeah, I'd complete... It was a real, it's a real shock. It was like entering an alternate universe. Because you get so used to... So, I love the show. I get you're so familiar with the show. Obviously not so much that I remember the first two series. <laughs> <laughs> but it's sort of like, wow! Yeah. It's like you're, you're expecting to look at one person. It's like a sort of magic <laughs> eye thing where your eyes get twisted. Yeah. But, yeah. but I think it's... Uh, it, I, I'm sure that there were reasons for Angus moving on, but um, yeah. there's... It's sort of... I don't, I'm not sure it would have had the longevity with, with him regardless. You know, I think, the, I think the, the, the triumvirate of the U3 is what makes it really swing, I think. Well, it, it sort of, I think it hit its stride after... Yeah. I mean, Angus, we, you know, it was fun working with sure, him. Sure, sure, yeah. He did not, really well. Yeah. But, um, but it wasn't, you know, the, the, yeah, the BBC made a, decided to change things. Yeah. And, yeah, but, you know, I mean, yes, it, it's a, we have a nice dynamic, the th- three of us, and it's a sort of lucky thing that's... that's um, they're, they're, they're easy and difficult to talk to in just the right way, yeah. if you know what I mean. <laughs> Um, it is not, but then when it, but Bob coming on is especially frustrating yeah, yeah. for you because you, he's unreadable. I mean, yeah. in his book, he puts in a couple of lies in the book, and right. they're very difficult. I mean, I don't know; he wouldn't won't say yeah. what they are, but it's hard to spot because most of the stuff in there is nonsense, what? and you're aware that it's nearly well, all he's, true. Yeah, he's had such a uh, you know a, a, a weird life, yeah. but not not like weird in not like a sort of. It's not even weird in a normal way. It's weird in a weird way. It's not like an adventurous life. It's like a. It's just yes. It's yes. Sort of. Well, read his book because some of those might come up, mightn't they? Does that? Does that? Do they? And then you'll know. And then you'll. Have you ever? Do you always get him wrong? Have you got? Have you ever got? Have you got him right? It feels like I always get him wrong. All I can remember. The things I can remember is that he does do his own dentistry. And I actually can't remember whether whether Chris Rea put an egg in his <laughs> but I, I So they could do that one again. I, I, think felt, they should, I think let's do it again. I feel I lived so long with that reality. I don't know if it's true I or do not. know. Yeah. Well, because he writes about it in the book, so yeah. I've just read about it recently, but he, he says he made a mistake early on because he just out, he, he sort of blurted out that Chris Rare had put the egg in his bath the first time it had happened. Was it, he'd actually come in rather than just telling him he'd actually cracked an egg into yeah. the bath yeah. with Bob in the bath, which should probably have been spotted as, what, hold on, that, that probably didn't happen, right? He didn't come into the bathroom. No, no but I'm sorry, but probably didn't happen. <laughs> well, cut it. I mean, this is someone who said... They balance a, some sort of chair on the top of the kitchen surface to get closer to a light in order to perform their own dentistry. <laughs> and that turns out to be true. At, at that point, a pop star putting an egg in his bath isn't beyond the realms of possibility. I suppose. But I don't think it's true. I think that one isn't true. Right, good. I'll try and hold on to that. In case there's yeah. ever... 
<laughs> It'd be quite good to do the same once again. You've done so many. It's a fantastic show. Is all I want to say. Thank you. And you are brilliant on it. Not as good as Bob. No, you are. You are. <laughs> it's, 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 it's. I just find it interesting because I, I really like Angus Deaton as well, and I'm not disparaging him. But the actual, just sometimes. It's just the weird the way that uh, well, it's not weird, but it's three personalities. And I don't think you knew each other particularly well. Didn't you know Lee before doing? No, well, like, no, we met doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it's kind of just you put some people together, and sometimes it's just yeah. wow, this is sort of magic. Yeah. But you you really have a, a, a such a great understanding. It's a it's a and it's and it's one of a lot of those panel shows after the fifteenth series start to go off the boil a little bit, but it just doesn't feel like it, it is doing. Do you, do you feel that? It still feels like it's as funny every time. Well, that's great. To, you know, as I, I hope so. It's fun to do. Yeah. And uh, it's fun to do, and we're quite... Uh, we're quite nervous that it should remain so. We're quite serious yeah. about it staying fun, if you know what I mean. Because yeah. I, th- I think if you start... It's got. It's a game, and it, and if it, if it, so, we try not to have recordings too close together, and that's it. You know, try try and sort of not make it feel like work, and then yeah. hopefully that. So it it remains fun for us, and people who come on have a nice time, and the atmosphere is is sort of light and not you know not cross and shouty. And do you find yourself trying to do strange things in your life so that you can have? <laughs> I uh, no, I don't. I well, in fact, what I I feel I ought to, and, and then I don't. Okay. And every time it comes around, and they say, "So you got the interview to say, you know, and any more interesting true things that have happened?" I go, "Ah, damn! I felt I didn't take up the, you know, the mandolin. Uh, you know, I haven't gone and you know farted through anyone's letterbox. I haven't, you know, and so yeah, you could uh, do those two quite easily. Yeah, I mean, you could take it. You could. Just, we could just get a mandolin tonight, and then you could say, "I t- tried to take yeah. up the mandolin." Yeah. Would, would that be enough? Just doing it tonight on this? Yeah, you'd yeah. have to say, "Yeah." I was on you're you're podcast. confident that neither Rob nor Lee would listen. <laughs> I'm pretty confident. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> pretty confident. Pretty confident. Um, good. Let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go back, and we're gonna get a good emergency question. It's my fault. Yeah. I don't even care. So I'm glad that you care. I don't, even, I don't even care. They're not good. <laughs> oh no, hold on. They are good. I'm trying to sell the book. They're very. They're really good. Um, I'm sure there was. Oh, oh. I'll, I'll, do, I'll read you this one and then I'll tell you the story behind this question. Would you rather find a magical land in the back of your wardrobe or be caught up in a tornado? Let me tell you the story behind it. So that's, it's become. Would you rather be in you know C.S. Lewis or The Wizard of Oz? Yeah. The question was. This book is meant to be suitable for all the, all the family. My original, this is the one thing I put in the book that I was hoping to get through past the editor. I put, would you rather find a magical land in the back of your wardrobe or be sucked off in a tornado? (laughs) (laughs) And and my editor, who's very sweet, Rhiannon, wrote back and said, oh, when I read that, I thought it, I almost thought it meant something else. So we maybe should change that. (laughs) And I went, no, it's on purpose. I was trying to get it through. Would you rather be... um, I'll I'll ask you, it's a three-part question. Would you rather find a magical land in the back of your wardrobe, be caught in a tornado, or be sucked off in a tornado? (laughs) (laughs) Or be sucked off by a tornado? (laughs) I think... Now, that would be... I think that could be psychologically damaging (laughs) to have been aroused to the point of orgasm by a weather phenomenon. (laughs) 
be good though, wouldn't it? It would well, be. <laughs> but I mean, would it, would it leave you desperately seeking that again? <laughs> I mean, it would be impossible to achieve. Well, there are people I mean, who chase after. Oh, the whole is, is that why they do it? Because <laughs> it's. They are running to the most. Quick. <laughs> Stick your dick in the weather. <laughs> now, I think I'm. I, the truth is, I think I'm probably too repressed a person to properly enjoy <laughs> okay. being sucked off by a tornado. Um, so, uh, um, and obviously, just being in a tornado that would be traumatizing. So, yeah. I think I'd probably go for the, the magical land, the Narnia magical land. Would you rather be in Narnia or Oz? Do you think they're, they're both quite nasty places yeah, to go? Narnia, to. Narnia. It's a much more you know British aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> Much more, yeah. The lamppost, the snow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very comfortable with that. Yeah. Right. yeah. I was watching, and we've been re-watching The Simpsons with my daughter, which is a great thing to do from the start. And the yeah. early Simpsons are so fantastic. Mm. And there's that episode where Mr. Burns has, like, flying monkeys, and he goes, fly, <laughs> they all just fall out. They're just... It's very good. Yeah. Uh, it's just crack, crack, full of loads of... Loads of, loads of things like that. Um... Okay, just because I've got to scroll through on this. When yeah. it's in a book form, it'll be a lot quicker. Yeah. Would you rather? What would you rather have named after you? The public toilet in the centre of your town, or an embarrassing disease? <laughs> the toilets have would have a big neon sign above them, which would say the David Mitchell toilet. Yeah. The embarrassing disease we mentioned on the news a lot, news a lot, and be caught by about one in four people. <laughs> <laughs> Realistically, you would also have to be the first person to have the disease for it to carry your name. <laughs> if you have a comment, you might be able to convince people it was the novelist David Mitchell. Yeah, yes, uh, yeah. Uh, but, it's uh, always a, it's a risk. With a, you know, there are lots of David Mitchells, so yeah. it's a constant risk that some disease will be named after another David Mitchell. Yeah. Or, or so, you know, uh, I, I think I'd definitely go for the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, because apart from anything else, I'm a comedian and, and you know, right. there's lavatorial humour. People yeah. might think that I'm in control of the joke. <laughs> yeah. I might be able to conceal my deep embarrassment. And, <laughs> and also when you say in the centre of your town, is I live in London. <laughs> is that... Is, so are we, are we talking... Are there loos in Trafalgar Square? I don't know. <laughs> would this, be put is, in. this is potentially the most prominent lavatory <laughs> in the country. <laughs> Um, so, but I, so I think I would, I would go with that yeah. and, and pretend that it just shows what a, you know, a great sense of humour I have and yeah. what a sport I am okay. and how people should continue to believe that if I went on Taskmaster, I would not reveal myself to be a monster. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, we're going to have to wrap up, but um, mm. what... Oh, what do you remember about being the police... The recurring character of the police officer Panda? Yeah, no, I, yeah, there's quite a few police yeah. officer Panda episodes yeah. now, yeah. It's That's, a good character. I like it. Yeah. yeah yes. He's. He's. Uh, it, it's. Yes. It, I, it's. It, he's. He's quite a bad police officer. <laughs> and that's a. And I like that because that's quite a. That's a proper joke in yeah. something that's supposed to be. You know, everything's supposed to be sanitized. And isn't it nice <laughs> for children? They allow themselves these in, incompetent law enforcement officers. <laughs> not. Not corrupt. I mean, they could go for darker jokes. <laughs> Um, but but basically, he's he's self-important and thick, right? And I and I think that's uh, you know that's that's not sort of positive representation and sort of endlessly can't uh, shouldn't we say everything's brilliant? Yeah. No, it's funnier to say lots of things are shit. <laughs> so I'm proud to be part of that process. Good. And so you should be. The Thanks. first few stages of millions of children realizing that the world is deeply flawed. <laughs> 
Um, what is there stuff coming up that you can talk about? Is there you've, you've, got, you've had a book out very, re, fairly recently of your yeah. newspaper columns? Yeah, just that was just before uh, the, the, uh, <laughs> the pandemic. Yeah. So you know, it doesn't. Uh, it's not that relevant now. No. Um, I've got this a new series. I've made a new series of uh, a new comedy show called Outsiders for Dave. Oh yes. And that starts uh, on at the end of September. Cool. And, and it's I've just been watching the finalised episodes and I think it's funny. Good. So, you know, that's... I was going to ask if it was shit and, and you've well, already I, preempted. I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's no, shit. I no. think it's funny. I think it's I mean, good. it's unlikely to be shit because the, the, the Dave do good good shows. So it's, you yeah. know... Yeah, they, 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 they wanted something good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we tried to make yeah. and, uh, you know, I think... I like this. I might try that what? myself now. I might try and make something that's good rather than something that's shit. <laughs> It might be where I've been going wrong. Everything you do is good. (laughs) Um, Look, it's so lovely to have you back on. I hope we'll get you... I mean, I sort of hope we won't get you back on because it'll mean you're successfully doing all your other stuff. (laughs) But I hope you'll just fail enough in what you're doing that you have to come back and do another one of these. Thank you very much. Before I'm 60, which is how long it'll... Fucking hell. If it's as long as... I'll be over 60 by the time you come back. Right. Well, You'll be over yeah. 50. I'll be over 50. That's it. Yeah, but the thing is, over 60, that's starting. The age starts to be yeah. a sort of badge of success. Right. Whereas 50, that's absolutely, I'm going to be, I'm never going to make 100. <laughs> but I haven't got enough money for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for the amazing David Mitchell! <laughs> Thank you very much. We'll be back with Tim Key next week. You have been listening to Rahalastaba with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, David Mitchell. Thank you to Scant Regard, who provide this music. I'm indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. I'm indebted, of course, to Chris Evans, not that one, and all the people at Go Faster Stripe. It's many, many people working at that uh, industry. And I'm indebted to everyone at the Les Square Theatre. Thank you very much. Thank you also to Kathleen McLeegan, who does Rahalastapa, rahalastapa.com, where I get most of my research and reminded of the previous questions I've asked. It's also well worth checking out if you're a fan of the podcast. Lots of fun stuff on there. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Go to GoFasterStripe.com slash badges. Become a monthly badger. £3 a month or more if you want. And you get loads of benefits and help us make more podcasts. And you get a membership card and ad-free podcasts. And lots, lots more. Do it. Do it now. Do what I say. Thanks very much, richardherring.com slash Rahalastapa for those remaining Rahalastapa dates, Rahalastapa, and richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour to find out all the tour dates for my upcoming stand-up. Would love to see you at those ones. Please book tickets if you can. All right, enjoy another podcast. Don't listen to anyone else's podcast but mine. Stay faithful, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.